0: Have you missed me? Well, <laughs> I've, I've noticed you weren't there. Is that the same thing? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I tell you what, listen, I've done some work on the podcast thing and there's a new thing called Chartable, where you can put a code in and it'll give you a lot more information about how you rank Oh. in different things, different countries. And he, here's the great news. All right. We are the number one Christianity podcast where luxembourg (laughs) i mean really and that only for one day (laughs) i don't care you know
1: so we could actually advertise ourselves as the number one podcast christian podcast
0: in, yes, in a little asterisk, in, in, <laughs> no, in Luxembourg on about the 18th of September. <laughs> that's great. So basically one person listened in Luxembourg. I, I think that probably is one Christian in Luxembourg. <laughs> anyway, if that's you, hello, thank you for listening, and now let's get on with what we used to call the show. <sighs> Welcome everybody to episode, um, what is it? What, what, 129. 100, yeah. is, that, is that right? Well, I think it's, it's a
1: episode 129, but what of? Can you even remember?
0: I know. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> it does seem like a nice long break. Thank you everybody for sort of uh, granting us that, well, not that you did mm. grant it, we just took it, but you know... Um, and welcome back and uh, i can't remember how we do this thing at all no i can't but thank
1: you to all the lovely people who sent emails well wishers, you might call them you mm. sent lovely emails in saying have a good break and thanks and stuff like that
0: or you might call them people who ought to get out more <laughs> yeah, <run all> <laughs> you could call them that but that was lovely thank you much yeah, appreciate no, it and, and
1: and i actually met some listeners on my holiday you do this all the time, Joe. But
0: it was lovely. You are, fi- are front facing.
1: I am. A uh, staff member. Whereas well, you are very much our backside facing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's fair to say.
1: But I no. face people with <laughs> my backside. <laughs> it's great. So, James and Rachel and their two delightful daughters, it was great to see them on the hills of the Isle of Wight as we wandered around. it's great. Really lovely to catch up with them. Beautiful people. Good.
0: Hmm. So, did you have a nice break? I did have an... I mean, it, it did
1: all the things that could break you down. I mean, it's mostly staycation. We did have a few days on the Isle of Wight, which was absolutely wonderful, but we were with friends. So we stayed, when we were on the Isle of Wight, in this sort of little marinery type area, down from Cowes, down the estuary. Yeah. and um, And you could, like, see this... So the house was sort of on stilts in the marina, kind of thing. I mean, very rich people obviously went and stayed, lived there. I would imagine Mm. because they're you know kind of poshish, and not that we could you know afford the poshest, but it was lovely. And but here's the point, Nick: there were kingfishers just zooming along the bank all day long. I've never seen so many and so much of a kingfisher so it was just lovely delight was heaven for me so that was fantastic the sunsets were good the weather's been basically good until now
0: so that's that's... it's cold now now i've just been i've literally just been forced by my family to put the heating on have you
1: oh that's that's that's
0: heavy pressure it's not we're still three months off that (laughs) exactly i have a rule we don't put it on there' there's frost on the inside of the windows, but apparently that rule's gone now. <laughs> and uh, you know, there's been various uh, you know threats made against me. So yes, it's a bit cold today. That's why, just briefly. briefly. Um, good. Well, I'm glad yeah. you had a good time. That yeah. was
1: great, and not to mention a lot to eat and drink. So,
0: okay. Yeah. The day. And um, you've put a heading here. I've put a note here saying, Worthing, foodie capital of Europe.
1: Yes. I
0: think you might be overstating it no
1: no i'm not overstating it the food standards Hmm. in worthy i'm just saying are going up and up and up so um this guy andy something uh whose name i (laughs) should know that's the kind of detail that (laughs) we we're renowned for Tut, i believe the name is and uh, so he opened pitch restaurant which he, he was the winner of masterchef and it was quite a, quite a coup for young Worthing to get that. Anyway, he's opened a van on the beach, selling the most incredible burgers you've ever tasted in your life. Plus, we got a taco van down there that does really authentic Mexican tacos on the beach. I'm just saying, it's been a good holiday. Mm.
0: <laughs> the standard of food is yes. rising. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, foodie capital of Europe. I mean, oh. uh, really above Barcelona? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm not
1: sure. Barcelona what?
0: Okay, Never heard of not. it. Yeah, Paris, Barcelona, Berlin, London. Paris rings but a bell. But it
1: all, Worthing. Worthing, <laughs> Worthing.
0: Trust me, my
1: friends, come to Worthing and buy me. I uh, let me buy you a burger. That's the invitation to okay. listen. Right,
0: great. Well,
1: maybe buy good. me a burger. How about you?
0: Yes, I'm all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had um, our holiday, a sort, well, a week off kind of thing, and we went away for a few days. Oswestry,
1: nice. I recall.
0: Hmm. Yes, not the foodie capital of Europe. No, but but very nice, and um, uh, that was okay. And then you know, I don't know. There was there was some there was some sort of not should we say tense moment. There were moments when you know you'd wake up in the morning and Claire would say, "Right, what are we going to do today?" Hmm. And like, I, I, I I don't like that. No. And why do we have to do anything?
1: Yeah, you're on holiday.
0: I know, but you're like that, aren't you? You've got to do something. <laughs> it's not a kind of you know it's not you can't just sort of be around. i You're should take Claire.
1: can't i take claire away
0: sometime <laughs> she'd love that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that that's the obvious answer well. um yes yeah, so we had a bit of that you know what should we do today and i thought well i've got it's good for me really to do things because otherwise i would just sit around but you know hmm. I, I don't know it felt like a bit like a tick list of things um And then today, I just feel. hmm.
1: Yeah, well, look outside your window. No wonder it's grey. It's raining. There's been there's been a bit of news as normal. Yeah, it's
0: this kind of second wave, and here we are again, and everything feels that little bit grey. It's not that I haven't enjoyed um, social distancing. It's as I've said before. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a blessing. It's really played straight into my skill sets. But, um, you know, I think <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think even I was hoping that things might get a little bit. I know. It's, yeah,
1: I know. And I'm an optimist, but he's hard to feel optimistic about this winter, isn't it? And Christmas yeah. and all those things we get excited about. It's yeah. Yeah.
0: No way. It's another challenge. Now, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning. She was talking about how when you go out walking up a hill, you get to what's called a false flat uh, false, yeah. is it false summit or something like that false flag okay. and it, you, you think it's the summit but it's not the summit ah, there's another yeah. summit beyond ah, it yes and how sort of that can be a very depressing moment you thought you'd read it and then you think ah no there's another mm. bit and uh she said you know it feels like that really yeah it's exactly how it feels
1: yeah yeah
0: no right, I, so I, I think that. i think there are things we can do um i'm i'm reading uh martin laird's latest book oh right so he's Mar- great martin Mm. Mm. yeah he wrote uh what into the silent land yes wonderful book uh and then what the silent land did next yeah and, and son of silent land uh, yeah c- carry on silent land <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> So his latest book is is uh, called An Ocean of Light. It's about contemplative prayer, as all his yeah. books are, I think. And um, oh, he so should much... write
1: about something else at last. Come on, Martin! I know. Martin. You
0: know, there's all kinds of stuff you could write about, really. Motor racing, and <laughs> yes, swimming. Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think Martin Laird's... Yeah, we, he should come to us for career advice. Really, we could should put they? him on the right way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, his latest book is is. Uh, yeah, more about that. But but my friend who I'm reading it with, he gave me this challenge. He said, right, we're going to do this. And he, he said, you're going to spend half an hour every day in in silence just sitting. Hmm. And I, I thought that's quite a lot.
1: And if you think that's a lot, imagine what I think.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I know we talked about this a lot and to some people that would seem like a dream come true (laughs) if they could actually even manage 10 minutes of quiet because of where they are at this night, life, the family and everything. But uh, it is great. I've done it, you know, two days and it's fantastic. It's really good. And I think it's one of these ways that might help really just sitting quietly.
1: Do you, how do you stave off the like negative thoughts? I mean we're coming ah. into martin led territory here, aren't
0: we? But. We are well we can I'll be reporting back on it okay. as time goes right. by um i think I think you don't in a way you just hmm. let them sort of i think that's the trick is it, don't yeah. turn it into another sort of task yeah. in a yeah. sense that you've got to you've got to overcome yeah. just accept what comes, and then mm. hopefully as you go on, you'll become aware of those things and you can do right. you can sort of move away from them for the moment it's really like the foothills it's really preliminary stuff because mm. I uh, to be honest I haven't done this kind of stuff in any length for mm. a long time yeah. so it's like rediscovering it uh, but I think you have to just accept what your, your brain will do stuff that you don't mm. want your brain to do it will, your mind will, will do that mm. um, and if you can just become aware that's going to happen and, mm. and, and view it with compassion and just put those things to one side um, who knows it might help great well, good. What's what's the book update? The book update is it will be published hey! in October the 29th, I think. Great. So I think around that time we could maybe talk about it. I would like an exclusive
1: um, interview with its author.
0: Thank you. So would I. Um, if I... But I've had him killed (laughs) after having done the work for me. Um, Yeah, no, it's it's come out in the end of October, I think. And um, Mm. yeah, looking good, I think. Great. Looking good. Are we allowed to know what it's called? It is called Christmas, Tradition, Truth and Total Baubles. Excellent. (laughs) Uh, and, And the baubles theme is huge, isn't it? So that's great. Who knows what's, who knows what will happen with that, but it comes out in October.
1: Great. Well, brilliant. Well, so listen, I thought it'd be good to just sort of break us back in gently Mm -hmm.
0: this time.
1: And also the listeners are used to having all that free time. So the last thing I need is another long podcast. So, yes. So, um, because we haven't had a lot of feedback other than very lovely emails from people saying nice things, which obviously, um, I'm not permitted to share on air. Um, Mm -hmm by Nick who's like a no. tyrant he may come across as nice listeners but believe me as soon as the microphones go off it's nothing but a beast yes
0: I am a, I'm a sort of embarrassed dictator basically <laughs> yes That's the whole exactly I'm <laughs> the Genghis Khan of you embarrassment are, and and the podcast world I feel indeed yeah <laughs> especially in Luxembourg yeah. <laughs> So,
1: we thought what we'd do is just explore uh, some of our the themes that have sort of just been bouncing around our mind over the past few weeks, things we'd like to explore a bit more, but also invite you very much, dear listeners, into the conversation. Um, you know, we were just going to share a few things that we'd thought about talking about on the podcast, but we'd love to hear from you if there are other things that you think, because basically we're as good as, as you well know, uh, the... Emails that come into us Joe at midfaithcrisis.org, in case you've forgotten. So, you know, send in those good emails and we'll actually have some
0: content to share with you. So, so fundamentally, it seems to me this episode then is uh, we couldn't think of what to do, mm. we've basically forgotten what the podcast is about. Mm. So, we're going to pitch ideas for episodes at each other. Yes, that's it, is it?
1: <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't have
0: put it like that, nor as honestly. Well, I, I I think this could go great because I think you I think could see us get to sort of, I don't know, number one in Monaco or something. <laughs> we'll be number one in po- a podcast in San Marino at this rate. Oh, that would be great. That's the dream. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, yes, it's, I suppose just things we think we might want to talk about and things that have been on our mind. Uh, and then so it's more like a poll, this isn't it? Really? I suppose it is. Right. Come on. Pitch me your first idea. Well, here's what I want to talk about at some point and what I've been struggling with. How will COVID-19 change the church? Oh, right. One, yeah. of, my, one of my jobs is to create resources for churches. Oh, yeah, good. And, and one of my jobs particularly recently has been to create Christmas resources for churches and then suddenly there mm. is no Christmas in church. You know, that's not right. going to happen. So I've been really struggling with the thing of what... What is, church, what is church going to look like? And I think it's worth thinking about how do you think people, how do you think COVID-19, the effect of what's happened, will change the church? Have people engaged yeah. more with God? Will it lead to more people leaving, more people attending, people engaging in different ways? Mm. Um, will it affect what churches yeah. talk about? yeah because i imagine yeah i think depression are going to be quite high yeah i think mental health will come
1: right on back on the agenda i hope it does i mean i think this is exactly the kind of issues we do need to be talking and the bible's not exactly silent on that stuff so that's great
0: Hmm. yeah so i think i think there's the post-covid church yeah it would be interesting to think about what does that actually look like Uh, and what what topics do we engage with so that's my first pitch well, that's good, that's that. good.
1: I wonder what it would be like for families, because I, I don't know what it was like for you, but herding the troops to get to church on a Sunday morning yeah, was yeah. was not one of the favourite family activities <laughs> that we used no, to do. No, spe- Especially with my son in tow. And I, I imagine when they've sort of had a break from doing that for a year that possibly <laughs> trying to reinstitute that can be quite tricky for some families. So, yeah... And um, if you're listening... I mean, the
0: whole concept of engaging with church when you want. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? That is interesting. uh, I just think there's a whole load of effects to talk about. So your ideas, please, on Mm. how COVID-19, how you think it will affect the church, particularly like to hear from church leaders, as I know some of them do listen to this podcast.
1: Some of them do. And I was speaking to one last week who's in no real hurry for the Sunday service to come back. And I spoke to another one... um, a little while back, he was like really keen, just could not wait to get it. Okay. It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yes, good to speak to
0: a couple of them anyway. He, he would. would, he would, yeah, good. Okay, let's hear your idea then. Well, you remember
1: we had a famous email, um, some time back called Should I Stay or Should I Go? Mm. And someone was just exploring that the whole tension of you know, what point when you're you know sort of really unhappy in church do you think should you go and i I thought I'd like a second crack at that coming back you know the role of you know humility and service you mm. you know that we're not just here for our own benefit we are here to bless and serve others so how does that play into that dilemma versus the guilt of leaving versus the boundaries versus the compromises that we have to make in order to have a, a healthy relationship i mean often you know with relationships it's all about you know, wise and sensible compromise. So what does that look like for someone sort of coming off the back end of mid-faith crisis? What does it look like for the individual? What does it look like for the church? What does it mean to be true to yourself when you belong in a church community that doesn't think the same way you think anymore? Hmm. Um, Yeah, just, and just the role of church perhaps in, in mid-faith crisis. So I think there's lots to explore more uh, around that some of the
0: stuff we will have talked about before but it might just be useful to get it together in one place well i think again. we might be revisiting um mm. some some of those early ones anyway because we're mm. going to come up to our fourth anniversary soon yes uh and so it would be worth sort of generally on anniversaries we tend to sort of restate what the podcast is about yeah. but i think this year has been so different that it might be worth sort of looking at that in that light mm. um yeah great four years Yes, which leads me nicely into my next subject that I really want to talk about, which is uh, patience. Mm. How do we? Uh, how do how do we develop patience? I was talking this morning with mm. people, and I think that is the real challenge of this time. The real challenge of this time is that it's forced us um, to to wait mm. and and to be patient mm. and ask over because there is we we're, we're faced with something over which we have no control. Mm. And our society is predicated on on the fact that you know instant gratification mm. and uh next day delivery and you know Amazon prime and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And and we're actually having to learn one of the big difficulties is we're having to learn in the words of St. Mick of Jagger mm. you can't always get what you want. Mm. And and to, and I think patience is a core theme. I was talking, I think, before the break of yeah. uh, about the book I was reading on patience of the early church, mm. the idea of the early church. It didn't really talk about evangelism, but it talked about patience quite a lot. Yeah, that's interesting. And so I'd like to sort of pursue that, really, the role well, of patience. I've had some
1: strategies in the past that have worked for me in certain situations, but I, I have to admit I have just about had it with patience with the virus and everything I I, you know I have not gone to the cinema like so a normal week for me is and bearing in mind I'm a socialite I love meeting people and being around people so every Monday night we're at the cinema every Thursday night is um you know a meal together and soul place and everything the weekends are normally fun times with people and then very often more often than not we'd invite people around at other times in the week all of it has ground to a halt because mm. you can't really social distance inside easily at all. It was okay in the summer. We had a few meals outside, and you know, stuck people in the other end of the garden, and that was that was okay. But it ain't the same. Mm. And I just the thought. I think it, you know the realization coming back off holiday and the second wave and all that sort of, and just thinking, all oh, right, here we go. So it's another winter of not doing anything I want to do. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I think there's. I think this there's a no deeper patience. thing. I, I know we've talked about patience on a personal level before, mm. and you know strategies and techniques yeah. for that. Mm. But it feels to me there's a deeper thing here. There's a there's a thing that the idea that patience is basically missing from Christian teaching as something that we should expect to have to have. Yeah. In in, in our life in the West, particularly yeah. uh, in the free West, that we. We, we want it all, we want it now. I can't remember who said that either, but mm. uh, it was Queen. Queen, wasn't it? it was. Yeah, St. Freddie of Mercury. It was. So, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I really want to think about that and, and, and talk about that, but I think you're going to have to wait for that episode. <laughs> Do you know, that leads me on very nicely to my next pitch,
1: which was really about the whole area of transformation. So the, the church talks are great, a great game of transformation. You know, like we come to us and be transformed, have peace, have, you know, joy, have happiness and all the rest of it. And I think I want a robust conversation with you sometime about what what transformation looks like. How much is possible? How much isn't possible? How much do we accept our foibles? I don't really Mm. want to say accept our sin obviously our sins and our sinful behavior but you know how much do we accept our shadow side if i put it that way versus kind of copping out and not even bothering to change yeah, yeah, you know versus yeah. well i can't change this is just how i am and you yes. know you better just accept me as i am even though you're complete pain and you really should change you know so it's like i i, I what's brought this about is i've been uh, journeying with a friend for a little while. And, you know, he's he's always been sort of quite anxious about money. Then he came into some and, uh, you know, could basically deal with the sort of things you worry about and yet found that he still worries about mm. money. Mm. And I've found a similar thing. You know, I've I've lived, you know, the whole classic living by faithy type thing, as we used to call it back in the day. Which was really an excuse for organisations not to pay you.
0: (laughs) That's a very cynical. I've
1: subsequently learned.
0: (laughs) But
1: but, but I, you know, I I can remember what my financial worries were then, and genuinely not knowing how a bill was going to be paid, yeah, and not having the money to pay it, and it turning up at the last minute, and all those sort of things. And now I have money to pay, bill. you know, I don't, I don't, it's not a regular activity of mine thinking, how am I going to pay that next bill? Occasionally it yeah. is when, you know, when a big unexpected bill comes in. But, you know, I kind of know when September's coming, when you pay all the insurance and all those malarkey. So you kind of budget and everything. And, you know, I'm obviously earning more than I used to and I live by faith. But why do I still worry about it? Mm. Why hasn't that been dealt with? Why haven't I transformed out of that yet? So mm. I think there's a little conversation
0: to have, not least about how woefully inadequate I am as a Christian. Well, I think in many ways we've spent the best part of four years talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's interesting. I think that links into something I've been thinking a lot about, which is when does self-development or spiritual formation or your own spiritual development or looking ar- even looking after yourself... Turn into just sort of shutting out the world and shutting out your responsibilities. Um, You know, I think there's a time when we all kind of want to draw away. We've probably been serving and serving and serving, doing loads of stuff and on every rotor possible. And then you move away from that and shut all that off. But it comes back to what, you know, I was talking about at the beginning about, you know, Claire's list and what should we do. And the idea that you don't want to do anything and there's a time for not doing anything. But then there must be a time for a bit of both.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and sort of linked to that, how, you know, how do you deal with all the negative news you get? I mean, it, once upon a time, you wouldn't know about it unless you read it in the newspaper or perhaps you got a magazine from a Christian organisation. But now we hear about it a hundred times a day through the internet. Mm, mm. We get all this bad news from all the world. We get letters from everyone asking us to give to everything. And it's like, yeah, how do you... What's a responsible way of dealing with the needs that we are presented with?
0: That's a really good question. I mean, it's something I'm grappling with all the time. I, oh, me too. I, I, you know, as you know, I've come off social media largely mm. because of that. And sometimes I think I don't even want to look at the news. Yeah, I do. And then you think, but I can't... I shouldn't ignore what's going on in the world. You know, that's not... That doesn't mm, seem right. Yeah. I have a responsibility oh, no. to other people. And as, obviously, myself, I am a major world leader. Mm. That's uh, quite important. <laughs> it uh, these is people important. are, The crowds, you know, are looking... The proletariat <laughs> are looking to me for a lead. No, you know, I think that... <laughs> we all have responsibilities to the world. So what what do you do? Because yeah. if you shut out the news, you shut out all the big yeah, issues. How is would you know about climate change? How would you know about yeah. um, you know challenges to democracy? How would you know about Black Lives Matter? All mm. this kind of stuff that's mm. challenging for us if you just shut in on yourself. Yeah. And yet there is a big tri- Christian tradition of doing exactly that of, of being a hermit. Yeah. So who well, knows?
1: I have. I hope you've got some answers for that. Because obviously I've got the, I might I've, have. I've got all the answers, but I just want to see if you have
0: well I might have some by the time the episode comes around who knows
1: hey listen listeners please write in we need your help
0: <laughs> so what's your what's your final one
1: well my final one is I just to talk further about this whole journey we're on with the divine with what we what I used to call God with how you understand who and what that I just I just feel like it's something we have to keep coming back to but you know letting go of God, you know, God is dead, long live God. And, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to maybe interview Rachel. I mean, she might not want to be interviewed, but about some of her mystical experiences, whether she would want to share them or not. I don't know because I haven't asked her, but, you know, mm. she's had some real encounters. I've had some encounters. If I try and explain them to you, they, you know, even I will think they seem whiffly in Californian. but they, but they are real to mm. me. So it's how I think it's just how do you make sense of the the kind of post-evangelical God, which most of us have come. I think probably most of the listeners who listen to the podcast have come. And you know, are very familiar with that God. How do you make sense of something different? God, like, for example, God as the ground of being. How how do you? Mm. Ch- so I think it's probably I think it probably is a common theme on the podcast. But I think it'd be great to dedicate another
0: episode to thinking about that a bit more. Do you think you've learned new stuff then? I think even recently.
1: I I think I have, but I think I've got more confidence in my own experiences now. Like before mm. it's like, yeah. oh, that's probably not right. Oh just explain that away. I'm sure that's not right, you know. And you just do down your own experience because it doesn't fall into the nice boxes that we had for experiences of God. Whereas now I think, well, I'm you I know, mean, I don't have to have boxes mm. to or categories. I can just accept what is and what's real.
0: See what I mean? I do, and I actually think it's an interesting thing I've been thinking about in terms of experience, experiential and mystery, mm. and those kind of numinous kind of experiences, yeah. and myst, myst, mysticism rather than yeah. mystery, I suppose. Yeah, um, Because actually, I think, again, it's it's incredibly powerful in people's lives without actually... Often being formulated or properly acknowledged huh. or even people realizing that's what's going on absolutely um, and i'm i'm i I'm wondering really whether it should play a much bigger role in a sense in apologetics about the way we talk about christianity uh you know the experiential um will in the end have much more impact on us than hmm. any amount of sort of philosophy or logic theology yeah. ideas those kinds of things yeah i agree um yeah and so how do we talk about it how, and more to the point actually how on earth do you help people with it i mean this is what the Laird mm. book is is i think it falls into this trap slightly in that, you know you can talk about mystical experiences but i want to know what do i do mm-hmm um, you know, how do I get on? So um, anyway, yeah. I think that'd be an interesting one to talk about. And, yeah.
1: and linked to that, and I, I think you said this is probably really the same point, but talking about the environment, I mean, for me, more and more, I'm seeing how connected we are. Uh, how connect? not, I don't mean just how connected we are as humans, how connected we are to the planet, how connected we are to nature, to the trees, to the animals, even to the rocks. So, so a spirituality that doesn't talk about nature and creatures and the environment it's pretty empty to me now it, does, it's just, mm. it doesn't seem real or authentic or speak to mm. me in any way so it's you know I think, I think as we talk about the further journey with the divine we have to talk about the environment and our connection with it
0: well I feel like the environment as a theme has been uh, growing basically mm. over the last 18 months, 2 years of the podcast you know I mean yeah it, yeah, it's huge now in a yeah. way that it it wasn't before. In both in both our lives, yeah. certainly post lockdown. Yeah, um, I suppose the question that might be worth exploring around that is again, you know, can we actually put any sort of meth- methodological stuff in here to oh. help people, or should we even try and do that? Yeah. yeah, you know, should I think I think there is a value in sort of helping people to 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 stop and look and be aware of what they can do. And we, I think we've talked about that in the past. But maybe there's more we can say on that. Maybe you know one of the things is, you know, rent a house and a marina uh, where you can see kingfishers. Exactly. Well, we did, we did, <laughs> we
1: did talk about, didn't we, last time? Uh, rewild your faith. You know. We did, yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. the book you haven't written. But. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, mm. I think it's. It, yeah, I might
1: S- do it. Someone to get there.
0: It means going outside.
1: Yeah. Anyway, listen. You've got three more than I had. So I'm I gonna, know, I'm only I just g- thought of this time. I'm going to give but... you a minute each, on each of these, because right. otherwise it's just not fair. Right.
0: Well, the first one, that I, 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 <laughs> want, I want to talk about a few of them. So I want to talk about um, ageing. Uh, I want to yeah. talk about, uh, you know, I, I looked at myself the other day and I thought, blimey, that's a grey-haired old man looking back at me. Who is that person? I could have told I you think that. that there's a ho- <laughs> there's a, I know. But there's a whole <laughs> load of stuff around you know, I think how long we're going to live now, and mm. and what we're going to do with our lives and body image around ageing. Yeah. And I think it was brought to focus for me the first time the other day. I felt like I was on the receiving end of some slight mm. ageism, and it was kind mm. of odd. Really, yeah. it was an odd experience for me. So I, I want, I really want to talk about getting older. I think, um, mm. and uh, language. I want to talk about um, not just swearing and stuff like that, but uh, mm. but I think, I think. Um, all the, there's a lot of uh, battlegrounds around language at the moment, mm. around what language you mm. can use, and, no, I, agree. and I think f- I find myself worrying about: am I, Have I used the right term? Um, should I use that term? Mm. Should I? You know, I, I I think I think there's a whole mm. sort of thing about that. You well, feel like you're walking on eggshells sometimes. Right. I think. Um, and and the final thing that really I didn't really think about until this podcast is. How do you really work with somebody who's just mm. such an idiot? Mm. You know, what's it like to work <laughs> alongside a colleague who just, I don't know. Why are you looking does... looking very intently <laughs> into the camera at this point? No, I mean, I think there's something about working alongside people, being alongside people, community, and about that. How do we actually sort of work alongside and serve alongside people who, with whom we really don't yeah. see eye to eye and get on with? Well, we are uh, experienced in that. And, boy, have we spent years <laughs> doing that. So, anyway, those are three more things that I think we might look at. But, listen, we we this is a bit of a kind of fair yeah. episode, isn't it? We it's really it's, said it's, it's we've a cop-out, isn't just, it? It is a cop-out. But, I mean, we, we've been doing it a long time. We deserve a few cop-outs along the way. But more than that, we would really love your help. So if yeah. you've got things you want us to talk about in this next season mm. of Mid-Faith Crisis then please do get in touch and the email address is
1: joe at midfaithcrisis.org
0: excellent thank you that's why i work with you yeah Uh, and um you know we'd love to hear from you uh we'd love to hear your opinions on any of the stuff that we've been talking about and uh i don't know what which one we're going to pick for next week but but we'll be back Mm. anything else you want to say joe before we sign off
1: No, just thank you again to the wonderful people who actually bother to tune in and listen. And it means such a much, as does the encouragement, as does those of you that give the price of a cup of coffee each uh, month to uh, to support the podcast. Mm. We are hugely grateful to you. Thank you.
0: Yes, indeed. Thank you for for listening. Thank you for returning, if indeed you have returned. Or perhaps this has just popped up in your in your um, podcast feed as a as an unwelcome surprise. But here we are. We're back. (laughs) And uh, we look forward to being with you next week. Exactly. See you then.